brash and biased. Broadcasting live from the capital of the 17th state and America's finest city, this is another edition of the Robin Mob Show. And now your hosts, Rob Hafner and Jeremy Lynch. From Columbus, Ohio and sunny Southern California, the Robin Mob Show, the Welcome back to football edition of the Robin Mob Show, the only show on the World Wide Web, making the haters play the back while we stay up front like handicapped parking. Good evening, folks. Along with my main man from San Diego, Jeremy Lynch, I'm Rob Haver. Jay, how you doing, bro? You know, you know, can't complain. It is Southern California, uh, and it's not on fire, so. It never rains in Southern California. Yeah, you know, it's been like five years, 1,200-year drought record, and, um, you know, other than that, things are good. No, I can't complain. Uh, how you been, man? Uh, been well. Uh, been a busy time. Uh, since the last time we got together, we, uh, the Midwest Coast DP and I had our one-year wedding anniversary. We had her 25-year high school reunion last weekend. Shout-out to my new Brookhaven in-laws. Um yeah, I'll I'll get I'll I'll get at you in the the champagne room uh, about some Yo, tire you're gonna, choices. You're, <laughs> you're gonna put me on blast about the comp the, the shirt tie combo. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are things with the ladies out your way? Good. I got a third grader, the official third grader of the Robin Mob Show. Um, hard to believe um, that uh, you know she was like what two. Less than that, less than two. But when we started this bad boy, uh, she just but she was a t- she was a baby when we started. Less than one, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. It's crazy, you know. Time flies. Um, the EP got a new job. She's working at the Union Tribune. So um, back in the journalism business, back in the, uh, the 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 dying field that is free media. Uh, well, <laughs> relatively free. Uh, uh, but uh, she's happy she she got out of the rat race that she was in um, while she was trying to get back in and so things are good things are good 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 ah well as i alluded to we started the deal here on the rob mob show uh lynch and have with you by coastal as always and by um, by coastal and by <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little college football. First week was touted as the greatest week in the history of college football. Man, hang on a second, Jeremy. I think I hear the million-dollar man from Alabama still playing. <laughs> I think they scored again. My goodness. That was, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was something. Um, they haven't given up a offensive or defensive touchdown has Alabama in AT&T Stadium in their last two visits, as you recall what they did to Michigan State in the Cotton Bowl during the college football playoff last year. And if you're um, if you're Clay Helton, you're now 0-3 since they removed the interim tag, and you still have this remaining. On September 17th, you, you're at Stanford. On October 1st, you've got Arizona State. The week before that, the Friday before that, actually, you've got you, you at Utah. Then you're home for Cal on October 27th. Then you're home for Oregon at Washington at UCLA. And you finished the regular season with Notre Dame. So 
it's not going to get any easier from that for the, for them. They could they could be a five or six loss team if they don't get that ship righted. And based on what I saw Saturday night, I don't know where do they turn. That's a good question. I mean, you know, they have. I heard somebody on the radio. I think it was heard the other day, and he made a good point. He said, um, you know, USC has a bunch of B and C level assistant coaches. Not only are they still coming back from the scholarship reductions, but they don't have any coaches that would be, you know, sought after to get a head coaching job, at least right now. So Helton needs to go out and be a, you know, be a BA and and go get some people that are going to be future coaches somewhere else to help get that program back to where they were. Right now, they're all over the place. I mean, Helton tried to make Tuesday's practice into, you know, a positive, like, oh, you know, there was a lot of energy and, you know, people were leaving practice because they were getting into it, you know, pointing fingers and, um, this is going to go one of two ways and, and the, the other way is good. <laughs> so, um, I think it's going to be a long year for USC and the men of Troy, but I want to say, I wanted to bring this up, see what you thought about the witch. Um, he manages to schedule fake good teams and get credit for it at the beginning of the year. If you notice, like, he'll play a top 20 team or, like, you know, Wisconsin or um, he'll, he'll play somebody who's borderline um, good and or is propped up by preseason rankings good and then goes out and wins, rolls usually, and then the whole year gets credit for beating someone who was overrated to start with. Right. And um, it, it's just amazing. He was supposed to start a home-and-home home with Sparty this year, canceled that, replaces it with fake good USC, and you know puts his team in no danger with a freshman quarterback or you know court, another quarterback controversy, which you know Saban – all these other teams, oh, you can't do what Ohio State did a couple of years ago. You can't have two because then, yeah, you have none. You know, Saban's like, I have the best offensive and defensive line. It doesn't matter. I could put Rob or, or Mob back there. We'll be fine, okay? Even with Kiffin calling the place, uh, we'll be fine. So Alabama is just going to continue to roll. They have, they have the best punter in the game. You know, their, their kicker. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Alabama is still the team to beat and will be until, you know, further notice. Well, I even with I, what's Urban's got going on in Columbus. Well, and here's the thing: I, um, as you listen to the Rob Mob show here, uh, RobMob.com, uh, Lynch and have with you. I had an opportunity tonight to listen to his coach's show. Um, because I have been doing a couple of hits. I've done a couple of hits on uh, WFPA 1400 AM down in Fort Payne, Alabama. It's owned by an old boss of mine. And, and Mike asked me to you know, call in once a week, and I'll do four or five minutes. And he said last Friday he was nervous about could, could Alabama win, could they be in trouble. And I said, look, the name on the jersey means you need to be on upset alert. But – you know, and it was 
three to nothing. I was like, okay, well, that'll get, that'll get you feeling good. And the next thing I knew, it was like forty-five to three. So, um, it. I think you're right. He does do a good job of. It looks it's a shell game at the top of that schedule, but everybody knows they've got um, they've got to go to the Grove at Ole Miss in a couple of weeks. Um, they've got Western Kentucky going in there. Uh, there's nobody. It. You put it best. They they manage to make you make it look like they're playing a value added opponent when in fact you know they're playing somebody that's getting getting a pass on name brand recognition. They've got Western Kentucky, then they go to Ole Miss. Uh, they've got Kent State after that. Then it's Kentucky at Arkansas at Nayland is really their next. Well, I. Yeah, based on what Ole Miss did Monday night, the next time they're really going to have their feet to the fire, in my opinion, um, is the Tennessee game, and that's at Knoxville on Saturday, October 15th. Then they go uh, back home to take on A&M. Then they get a bye week before the game at LSU. Then uh, Mississippi State, who lost to a directional school. Then they get their traditional cupcake, which this year is UTC, right before they play the Iron Bowl. So um, if you look at that schedule, just taking a cursory glance, there might be four bowl teams on their schedule. Five if USC manages to get six six wins. But um, since we're here, let's just stay with the SEC. All right. I don't I don't really see, particularly in the West. The West comes down to the game at Death Valley on November the fifth. Nobody else in the Western Division is even worth talking about. Texas A&M is one bad game away from we need to fire that dude. <laughs> um, and they, they did the same thing. They scheduled UCLA and UCLA to me is if we were doing real on front and I would say really front, they're going to win eight or nine games and none of them are going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Cause they won't beat the right teams. Um, a, A&M to me is they're just cannon fodder. They, they, they jumped out of the Big 12 into the SEC, and they haven't done a damn thing since Johnny Football went crazy, and that was three, four years ago. Um, I, I think, and speaking of LSU, they're going to fire that dude. He thinks he's the coach he played for in college, and if you know anything about Les Miles, you know he played at T-Sun, and he played for uh, Shem Beckler. He sounds like Shem Beckler. He talks like him. He wears his hats on the sideline like him all that stuff that he does and, and, and the, the way that he walks, it looks like he, he, he might as well be a carbon copy. But he doesn't evolve. It's like he puts all his eggs in Cam Cameron's basket. Cameron has gotten, speaking of fake good, Cam Cameron got so much credit for being at, what, success at Indiana and having Randall L. at his quarterback. Then he goes to the NFL, garbage. Comes back to the you know comes back to LSU. What is he? What has Cam Cameron ever done other than waste talent? You know, it's well. Like, he was. I will give him this. He was the OC for John Harbaugh when they won that Super Bowl, but he kind of took over because they fired the other OC and he was the QB coach. So he gets the shine. And when you look at LSU's schedule, um, they should get healthy uh, on Saturday. They've got uh, Jacksonville State coming in, and then. 
they've got Mississippi State, then they go to Auburn. Uh, they're home for Missouri. They, they go to the Bucky. Swamp. They lost a Bucky. I mean... A, a not very good Bucky. Team yeah, yet. a down Bucky. Right. It's like, what, um, what are you doing? And, I mean, yeah, you want if you want to go through LSU schedule, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, after that, they've got Southern Miss. Then they've got Ole Miss. Then they get to bye week. Then they get to Tide. Uh, then they get the Golden Boot game against uh, Arkansas. They'll play South Alabama. And then they will finish at Kyle Field against Texas A&M uh, on Thanksgiving. So, um, now that South uh, Alabama uh, game, sandwiched between, you know, Bielema going for six X jacket this year, <laughs> and, wow, you know, at A and M, that is going to be. Don't sleep on South Alabama. They, I mean, don't sleep on the Jaguars. <laughs> they, they just, they just beat um, Mississippi State. Granted, you know, guy tried to kick the ball with you know both feet around his neck. <laughs> Um, but, um, they won in Starkville. They beat San Diego state last year. San Diego state goes to South Alabama this year in a couple of weeks. Actually, I'll be interested to see how the Aztecs do. They're, they're kind of, they're sneaky good this year. You know, if they beat South Alabama, I think they may run the table. And then we got a a discussion with, you know, Herman and his boys in the H town takeover and San Diego state, but we'll get, we'll get to San Diego state in, uh, later in the show. Um, you listen to the Robin Mob show. Uh, buy a shirt. Uh, I haven't said that in a while, uh, but uh, it sounded good. Sounded good. Yeah, uh, he's Rob Havner. I'm Jeremy Lynch, um, coming to you from San Diego and Columbus. Um, but back to the SEC West. Um, Auburn's defense looked good. Offense garbage. Um, Ole Miss. Not sure what happened. Uh, mix in a running play. I don't know. Uh, wow. ju- just to keep them off balance, Mississippi State, you lost to South Alabama, like I said, done. A&M, like you said, they got – well, they, they'll win this week against Prairie View. Um, then they go, you know, to, to the Plains. They got, you know, Bielema and his sausages in Arlington. Um, at Muschamp. At Appalachian State. Oh, no, no, I mean Tennessee. Um Open date at Bama, New Mexico State, at Mississippi State, Old Miss, UTSA. I mean, I don't know. They're garbage. I don't. I don't see. I don't. I don't see them doing anything. I mean, they have a. They have a. They're. They're recycling a quarterback from somewhere else. You know, isn't Knight from Oklahoma? Yes, he is. So, so okay, it's a transition year. Let's put it that way. Um, the East. The East is the East. I mean, the best team in the East is in Boone, North Carolina, and they're, you know, a former FCS. I'm talking wow. about App State for everybody who watched the Tennessee game. They should have won that game. If their kicker was any better than I am, uh, and I haven't kicked a field goal in the NCAA, um, they would have won that game. Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky lost. Who did Kentucky lose to? Southern Miss. Kentucky. How about the Stoops brothers? Bad. Little game oh. stoops. <laughs> Georgia's the only team in the East, so it's going to be Georgia and Bama. Okay, there. I'm, I done, like I'm done with the SEC. <laughs> I'm done with the SEC. I'll take, uh, I'm going to take Bama and Florida just to be contrarian. Okay. Uh, 
Florida struggled with UMass. Yeah, they that, that Amherst with, College. They, well, they struggled uh, uh, last year early in the season, even before uh, PED suspensions and stuff. But I think that's a program that's going in the right direction. I think McElwain's a good good guy to be there, even though the thing with Brett Taylor Jr. was, was really, really unnerving to a lot of us last year, if you remember. Yes. When he he was uh, really vocal and said some things you shouldn't say to another grown man, particularly the son of a Gator legend. But anyway, we will turn our attention. Actually, let's take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, uh, we will hit the the B1G. B1G. um, We'll talk about all things urban and some clown up in Ann Arbor. He's Rob Habner. I'm Jeremy Lynch. Stick and stay to the Rob and Mob Show. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old the for media flu. is exaggerated. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome back. It's the Robin Mop Show 2016 College Football Preview by Coastal Edition. On the West Coast, on the vastness of the Pacific, is Jeremy Lynch. And here on the Northwest Coast of the Olin Tangy, I'm from Everybody in my house is gonna hate me when they wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. What is it? What are you going on? Eleven ten there? Yeah. Late, uh, late night. I'm in our little office nook, and uh, it's right under my the official teenage boy of the Rob Mob Show's room. And my wife's already sleeping, and I'm laughing like a hyena. I know she's got <laughs> the bedroom door open, so I'm pretty sure. I'm surprised that the dogs haven't made their way down and made their appearance. The official Ohio dogs of the Robin Mob show. But anyway, um, after a 70-point explosion last week, uh, Ohio State has moved up to, I believe, number four. That's correct, in the AP. In the, the, in the AP. AP. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, let's give the AP a shout-out for uh, moving teams that were unranked into the top ten. I, uh, for, for a minute ago, for a minute, I thought it was 2014. And it was Mississippi State, but uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, now speaking of that, I mean, okay, I get it, right? The 18 wheel package beats the tarnished dome, and all hell breaks loose, and Bucky beats, you know, an, an, the same old LSU team that we're all used to. Um, and they go from unranked to 10 and 11. Great, you know, but slow down, you know. How slow fast, your pump how, the brakes. Yeah, pump homie. the brakes, you know. I mean, let's see let's see what, you know, the Longhorns do, I don't know, next week. And let's see what Wisconsin does. Uh, let's see, what does Whiskey have? Oh, their schedule's unkind. Whiskey's got, <laughs> you know, Trestle's boys, um... Georgia State at Sparty at T-Sun. All right, talk to me October second, and then we'll 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 see how whiskey's doing. <laughs> whiskey's good for you. It uh, is. I, I enjoy whiskey. 
<laughs> I think I might have some of the next time out. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, the Akons, uh, the Georgia States. Then they go to, uh, to Dino and the Spartans, and then at Coach Khaki. Then they get a bye week, and then um, they play host to uh, the Urban Assault Tour, and then they go to Kinnick. And then they come home for Nebraska. In six weeks, they play the gauntlet. I mean, they may lose all those games. Oh no, they're getting they're getting one. No, I'm just saying that th- th- there's a possibility that <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they I, lay I down, and you know somebody feloniously slaps them. <laughs> Not slapping. You can't talk about playing the family show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking. We're, we're teaching reality in this family. <laughs> we keep it real. <laughs> Keeping it real on the Robin Mob show. Um, look, here's the thing with the Big Ten East. Um, the most important game for the entirety of the conference this year is a week from Saturday when the Urban Assaults were rolled into Norman, because there's a real, very real. You can almost taste it possibility that the Oklahoma Sooners will be one and two at the end of business on Saturday, September seventeenth, and by by any measure, their playoff chances will be done before I even buy Halloween candy, and I'm okay with that. But <laughs> it, it may it may take down the whole league because let me let me lay something out for you. Let's say. Um, Ohio State goes 11-1, and one, wins the Big Ten championship game. Uh, the SEC champion has one loss. Um, the Pac-12 champion has one loss. And Clemson's undefeated. Who gets left out? The 12. The, nobody, nobody from the Big 12 with one or more losses as the conference champion is making the playoffs. I don't care what the front of the jersey says. And um, Houston is getting in. So let's if just Houston's take Houston. undefeated, two Power Fives may not get in. No, I mean, Houston's getting in the Big 12. That would be oh, the only yes, chance. Yes, had. yes. I, so I totally all they need agree. is another team. I think their uh, audition is over, and, and it was a, a success. I mean, if you're if you're the Big 12 commissioner, I'm sorry, the Little X commissioner, they... Thank you. <laughs> rust, sorry. Not to, not, not to <laughs> Shake off the rust. Um... <laughs> The, the little, the little commissioner was like, "Okay, I want somebody that comes in and makes us better." Now, if all of the coaches in the little are saying, "I don't want them in," that's immediately saying the commissioner goes, "Oh, we need to get them." We need that, yeah. right? Exactly. So, you know, H Town takeover um, is, you know, Herman's playing his cards right. Goes to Houston. Doesn't have to leave anywhere. Gets upgraded to a Power Five conference. Gets a huge bump, five million dollar bonus or whatever they get if they go to a Power Five conference. Um, so good on him. Um, I'll be interested to see if Urban ever schedules them in the future. Probably not because I think they're they're booked out till like 2026 um, with big games, um, possibly beyond. But back to the the B B1G. I don't think Houston did any favors for Ohio State by smacking Little Game and his, you know, 
whatever that was, whatever that group of, of young men showed up on the field for them um, in in uh, Houston. Um, I, I It's going to be harder to go into Norman now and win and keep that true road streak for Urban alive. He hasn't lost a true road game under or at Ohio State. Um, and so it's going to be more difficult because you, it's like a, a wounded animal, right? You, you, you get somebody's best shot. Um, you know, they have – their season's on the line. If, Like you said, if they go one and two, little game's done. You know, again, they're top five preseason, expectations through the roof, bye-bye. Um, so that will be a huge game, not only for – you know, little game and his boys, but the Big Ten because, okay, you know, and I'm going to tell you right now, watch out for Ralphie rolling in to T-Sun next week and shocking khaki, okay? I'm, I'm telling you, I watched them against Colorado State and Colorado's for real this year. They, they played a lot of good games in the – uh, the slack 12 last year, very close, didn't get over the hump, um, smash Colorado State 44 to seven. And if if T Sun thinks they're gonna just, you know, do what they do uh, with a, a new quarterback and you know a bunch of bunch of hype train, you know, Buffaloes eat hype trains. So uh, we'll we'll see. I'm just, I'm just I uh. That's going to be I an early impressed. kick, and nobody's going to be thinking about that game. It's a it's a Pac-12, it's a Power Five conference team coming into Ann Arbor. Harbaugh better not overlook them. I uh, I I'm just sick of hearing about him. It's like, um, I guess the best corollary I have is my stepson before Batman versus Superman came out is a big comic book guy, and he'd been hyping up that movie for two and a half years and we see this movie and he was pissed off and he's still pissed off about this movie. That's how I feel about uh, T-Sun. They, they're getting all this run for for what? They're not even the best team in the, in the state of Michigan. Exactly. Um, they're not. And uh, it's all about Harbaugh. They never talk about the players. I mean, maybe that's what he's doing and he's a mad scientist and he's, he's trying to take the pressure off his team while he gets some recruiting classes in and I get all that. But... Eventually, you got to play the game. The, uh, you know, I mean, okay, uh, it took a miracle play for Sparty to beat them last year, but they still beat them. And you know, yeah, they had they were ten and three, but I think that spoke more to the fact that they played in the big, the B1G, and they played a terrible Florida team in the bowl game, rather than Michigan was way ahead of schedule. I mean, they lost their D coordinator. They brought in a good one from Boston College, but they lost their D coordinator to Maryland, and they have no quarterback, or, well, an unproven quarterback. And and everyone's like, oh, well, Harbaugh's so good with quarterbacks. Really? When he was at Stanford, they weren't that good. He had a couple of mediocre years, and then he had one good year. And everyone goes, oh, but he beat USC. Okay, he was a 40-point dog. They weren't a good team. Carroll's team laid an egg. So, I, and I am not that impressed with Harbaugh's body of work yet. I mean, yeah, he went took the 49ers to the Super Bowl, but he lost. And 
you know, it was to his brother, but he lost. So, win something, khakis. All right? Win something. <laughs> I, I, if you look at their schedule, Rob Mop Show, college football preview, um, you know, they've got the Ralph, they've got UCF, who finally got off the schneid last weekend. No more free. Uh, no more free. Uh, Colorado, uh, Penn State, Bucky. Then they go to Piscataway and take on the dumpster fire. Uh, I call it like it is, bro. Wisconsin, or Washington, lo- Washington just poured gasoline on that dumpster fire, oh. and they got credit for it. It's not like Rutgers was good. Everyone's like, oh, Washington smashed Rutgers, and they jumped up to, like, eighth. It's like, really? They beat Rutgers at home. Rutgers flew all the way to the West Coast under a new coach with no players. Why are we giving Washington credit for that? <laughs> you ain't right. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You ain't right. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't even, I can't even talk to you so fast. Uh, then, the, then they get the Lovey Kintes. Yeah, I said it. Um, at the Spartans. Then they go. Uh, then they're home for turtle soup. They go at Iowa, uh, <laughs> and then the seniors' day for them is uh, Indiana, and then they finish up in the six one four against the uh, who's the yeah the Urban Assault. That's so. That's, um, that's turkey three games leftover that. turkey sandwiches, dude, on a khaki bun. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the three games that matter in the Big Ten East. Ohio State at Michigan State, Michigan at Michigan State, T Sun here. That's it. Nobody else has a chance to win the East. No. It's just, and it's, it's I, I three... think people are sleeping on Sparty again. I mean, you look at Sparty, they have plenty of time to. They're off this week. They played Furman, another Friday kickoff where they laid an egg. I think last year they played Western Michigan and looked not good. But and they struggled with Furman for a while. Open date at the dome, whiskey. Oh, th- they, look, they- here's the here's the thing about September seventeenth. If they do what they've done five of the last seven years mm-hmm. to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Notre Dame's playoff chances are done. You could have Oklahoma the and the dome out by September seventeenth. <laughs> right. That would be. Just one glorious, glorious day. <laughs> Speaking of them, the Dome, they lost to Texas. It was a great game. Lost to Texas in double overtime. Awesome game. On September 17th, they've got Michigan State. They backed that up with Duke. They're not bad. Then uh, October, their October damage control games, they've got Stanford. They've got the U coming in. And then, of course, the week after the U, they have to throw out everything they know how to do defensively because they play the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. And then they finish up at the mausoleum against the Trojans. But, you know, that's five. To me, Speaking that's five. Speaking of dumpster fires, it's a wildfire right. at this point. Dude. Right. 60,000 acres, brush. 0% contained. It's <laughs> a brush fire, man, dude. You can see it um, from space right the, now. Right. And then the Big Cat West. Um, I think it comes down really to me. It's Iowa, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. And Sparty um, looked pretty good against Oregon State. I don't know what you thought, but 
Um, I was relatively impressed. Uh, they, they lost like three guys to targeting fouls and, you know, still kind of handled a, a Pac-12 team. Uh, well, Herbie, Herbie saying watch out for them. I mean, you still got Iowa, you know, who's going to do what they do, go undefeated and no one cares. Um, you got Lovey, yeah, Lovey with no players, um, but I, I'd watch out for him in a couple of years. Um, and then you got Nebraska who's looking for a punter. Wow, that's that's just wrong. <laughs> Did that's you, wrong. No, no. You're, I thought it was an amazing that's, moment. One of my favorite moments of the yes, whole it was. weekend was them lining up without a punter and, and taking, taking the a penalty. Game. And then Fresno, thank the De- Lord, declining the declining penalty. The penalty. Yeah. That, yeah, was that was special. That was really stuff. cool. That was good really, stuff. really cool. Uh, but um, I'd like to see Nebraska win a game that is decided by less than seven. Yeah, because they gave up the game to BYU. Uh, they gave up like the, four games. They lost five or six games by 13 points total last year. I mean, well, Mike Riley yeah. was just, you know, not not getting through to them or, or, you know, they mistook his smile for, you know, happiness other than, you know, constipation. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's just so nice, dude. He's just so nice. It's like. He was here in San Diego for the Chargers, and I know way too much about Mike Riley. So, good luck, Nebraska. <laughs> good luck, dude. Good luck with that. I'm taking uh, I'm taking Ohio State as the Big Ten champion. I, it doesn't matter. They can send the Big Ten West All Star team. Still taking <laughs> Ohio State. They have. For, I mean, I know it was Bowling Green, and it was first week, and you know, they scored a million points and had two million yards. They have talent. They have they have they have more speed and more talent than they did last year. What the coaches were doing with all that talent? I mean, I know they redshirted a ton of people because they were they had a ton of seniors and a bunch of upperclassmen. But they looked their offensive line with three new guys. Michael Jordan, uh, namesake. Yeah, you're good. You're a freshman. You're you're starting uh, on the offensive line, and the offensive line looked better than any other unit. I thought. Um, they, Ohio State's going to be good. If if Oklahoma doesn't get them, I know, I know, I know the grading thing, but yeah, whatever, you know, they looked good. I test, you know, I, I, Urban, you know, you need to coach people. I get it. Uh, you can't put everybody as a champion because you scored a million points against your old team. Um, but they looked, I was impressed. I was worried. Bunch of young guys, 30 some first game players. Um, they're going to be okay. If you don't get them early in the season, you're not getting them. Right. So I'm with, I'm I with you. Fully agree. I'm with I'm with you. Uh, if you if oh if big game or I'm sorry, little game, if if little game doesn't get them and they roll into you know that that stretch later on in November, um, good luck. He's Rob Hatmore. I'm Jeremy Lynch. You're listening to the Robin Mob Show. We're talking B1G. Um, when we come back, what are we hitting when we come after the break? Uh, the Clemson Tigers defending champs of the ACC. We will tackle the Atlantic Coast Conference when you return. Stick and stay. It's the Robin Mob Show. I know a place that's peaceful and quiet, a place where animals play. It's called the forest, but every year we start forest fires. 
a careless match, a cigarette, and poof, fire. So the next time you're in the forest, be extra careful, okay? If you knew it was me, would you have listened? Welcome back to the Robin Mob Show. Jeremy Lynch, Rob Havner, hanging with you. Talking some college football in this 2016 edition of the college football preview show that goes way too long. Although we have way too much fun. Although we have way too much fun, so it just it only seems long for you listeners. But we appreciate you, we appreciate you sticking and staying. Um, Rob's gonna pour himself an adult beverage and uh, shoot it quickly. So uh, we're gonna we're don't gonna put get me you. all blast. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get you. Hey man, you you get you get nice after that. So. Uh, we're gonna talk a little ASL. I mean ACC college football. I can't. I can't uh, disrespect too much. Um, I got the uh, runner-up from last year's college football playoff: Clemson Tigers uh, and one Deshaun Watson, uh, Mike Williams at all. Um, kind of struggled in their first game uh, from the perspective their defense looked great, uh, although they were playing a dumpster fire on the other side where you know people running around at quarterback. You know. Who, who's in? Who's on first? What, what's the play? <laughs> I don't which know. Way, who's on second. Which way are we going? Oh my God! <laughs> should we defer? <laughs> <laughs> should we? Should we defer in both halves? Um, Can we do that? <laughs> I mean, Auburn's defense looked good. I mean, they did put Clemson in. Although Clemson was conservative in their play calling. I mean, they got in some spots where it's like, oh, I'm not sure about that call. Um, I know they're working Williams back into the mix, but they got a good running game. It just didn't seem like they were in the. It was that first game flow against a a, a, a stout defense playing well at home. Um, I think Clemson's going to be fine. I, it, it, you went on a I road and you won be. an SEC game. I mean, Clemson's going to be fine. Well, uh, uh, Musburger said during the telecast, and I caught the tail end of it. Uh, we are home. Um, one of the things that was really true, and you could see this. The number of the Power Five schools on Saturday was it's not like the NFL where you get four preseason games to iron out the kinks. Right. The first time you tee it up, it, they're keeping scoring accounts for real. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of those games. And I had a coach when I used to do high school football games here in uh, the 1 4. Um, um, I had a coach tell me the biggest improvement of the team ever makes is between the first and the second game. Yeah. And uh, Reggie Oliver, when he was coaching at uh, Eastmore Academy, when it was regular at Eastmore High School back in the day, he said, that's the biggest improvement you'll make. He, he goes, we had a much better week of practice because now they know what it's like at game speed and when it counts. And I think you'll see uh, the teams that kind of struggled, uh, Auburn and Northwestern and, and some of those teams, they'll be fine. Uh, this week. They'll do a lot better this week. But if you look at Clemson's schedule, Clemson's got Troy uh, this week. Then they've got South Carolina State. Then they get into uh, ACC play at Georgia Tech. Um, then they're home for Louisville. They're at Boston College, which is kind of a snake pit Friday night trap game. Um, so is that a Thursday night game at Georgia Tech? Uh Yeah. Okay. They've got two games in five days. They've got South Carolina State on the 17th. The Georgia Tech game is a Thursday night game uh, so on the get, 22nd. So they get nine days or ten days before Louisville? Uh, 
No, they go Thursday, and then the following Saturday is October the first, and they play on October first. Yeah, so they, they get, get the short. So they get it's Thursday to the uh, a week from the next Saturday, right? So it's right. So they they get extra time off to prepare for Louisville, which is kind of beneficial, I would I would think. Yeah, but then they have the short week for a Friday night kick at Chestnut Hill from Boston College. And then they come back on October fifteenth to play NC State. Then they get their bye. And they get a bye week before they go to the Doak to take on the Seminoles, who really just have a Lazarus job. Back from, they rolled the stone back on Monday night. Um, biblical reference for those of you who don't know. Um, <laughs> Syracuse, then the Pittsburgh at Wake Forest, and the traditional uh, Palmetto Trophy game against South Carolina. They will finish up the Saturday after Thanksgiving and then probably end up in Charlotte for the Bank of America ACC championship game. Um, I, I think the game against Georgia Tech will be tough because Georgia Tech runs that triple option. The Louisville game will be tough because they can spread the field. Uh, Boston College will be tough because they can play a little defense, but I don't know that they can. They don't have enough to score with them. The Florida State game will decide that division, and whoever wins that game will probably play Carolina. Um, does Florida State, or I'm sorry, does Louisville have any chance to beat either Clemson, um, Clemson or Florida State? Yeah, absolutely they do. Because in year three, at, at every stop that he's been at, when Petrino's system takes hold, it takes off in year three. This is year three in the second tour of duty there. So I think they have a better than a puncher's chance in both spots. At some point, um, Francois is going to make a, a freshman mistake. Um, I don't know if it will be like the kid, like LSU's garbage quarterback on Saturday, but he'll do something dumb, and they might not be able to recover from it. You know, Florida State's a program. If you look at it, look at their losses the last couple of years. They got run out by Oregon in the playoffs uh, after the 2014 season. They lost on the road at Georgia Tech last year on Alberto Aguayo's only miss when he was in Tallahassee. He got a field goal blocked, and they ran it back for a touchdown. So, and Clemson beat him. That's it. That's it. The last two years, last three seasons, that's it. All right, so tell me this. uh, Louisville is the only other team in the – Coastal Atlantic, the only uh, only team in the Atlantic that has a chance, other than the aforementioned Clemson and Florida State, of the three games on Louisville's schedule. September September seventeenth, Florida State at home at the Pizza Center. The bad Pizza Center. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the cheap garbage Pizza Center. Um, the dip and sauce. October first. At Death Valley, and <laughs> uh, I just I just got what you said. And there you go, November nineteenth <laughs> at Houston. How many of those three games do they win? Uh, they're going to get one. Um, they'll get one, and I'll tell you, it won't be the Houston game. There you go. <laughs> wow, sorry, I was. Stuffing my mouth full of uh, spam egg rolls. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we had a tailgating event. Mm-hmm. We had a tailgating event uh, at work today, and uh, you know it was like kick off the football season, and everybody's supposed to bring tailgating stuff. So I bomb home for an early lunch, throw together some Philly cheesesteak egg rolls, you know, like a boss, and roll back into work. Come home after picking up McKenna from her after school program and was like, oh, we got some extra egg roll wrappers. What can I do with these? Oh, I'll just throw some vegetables, some shallots, garlic, spam, cheese, done. Dinner. Here we go. <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, here's a perfect opportunity. Rob will go off on three games that he has to talk about, jam some food <laughs> in my mouth, and he, he gives me short and sweet. <laughs> That's right. It's, well, pay, like, it's payback for putting you on blast about libations. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> uh, He's running here, up, my, Lynch. You're listening to the Robin Mob Show. It's a college football <laughs> preview, even though we're talking about food. Which which we do a lot. I had some uh, key lime pie bars in the fridge earlier. Mm, uh, oh yeah, I'll send you that one. You'll love it. It's a pretty easy recipe. Um, I think the the only team I'm really watching to see improvement in the ACC this year is the U. I think Mark Rick, out from under the weight of those unrealistic expectations in Athens, uh, can be a steadying steadying force for my, for uh, Brad Kaya, and can get Kaya to uh, to the next level. And you know he's a he's an alum. He played. He was on the squad at the U when Schnellenberger was there. Um, I, I think it's a great fit. It was an underrated hire, but when you hire a winless moron like Al Golden, you deserve what your program gets. So uh, I don't – now, don't – everybody's not going to give me some junk for this, but I'm not saying that they're going to compete for the ACC championship this year or get to the playoffs, but he's going to probably use the same playbook the Schnellenberger did. He's going to try and get into the state of Miami and try and keep those kids home. Of course. Like Schnellenberger did. Smart. Too much talent down there. Um, yeah. And even if you don't get everybody, hell, if you can get two or three guys from St. Thomas Aquinas. Stop uh, letting the urban assault vehicle roll into town and take what he wants. Yeah. Right. You know, it, everybody's going down there. Um, but. I think they will eventually. I don't know if they'll ever be what they were, but they'll they'll be back to at least. Oh, they can ball, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. They'll, do you think? Do you think it's Miami, North Carolina, and everybody else in the coastal? Well, you, you have to talk about puke uh, because <laughs> Cliff's done a great job there, but yeah, I don't think there's. You don't have to. <laughs> well, you, you kind of do. Um, I think Larry Fedora has done a hell of a job taking over that. That was a train wreck when he got there because Commander Butchie was <laughs> had a little dirt under his fingernails. And uh, stop me if you've seen that movie before. He's like the Calipari of, of college football. Just everywhere yeah, he goes, exactly. he's just on fire when he leaves. Right. It's always worse than when it lets in. Dirty and, Butch. Uh, if you read Mark Kriegel's book um, on the Cowboys dynasty, is it, is it Kriegel's book? If you read the, uh, no, it's Jeff Perlman's book on the Cowboys dynasty. My apologies. Um, 
when uh, they hired Switzer, he got all mad because he felt like he he deserved to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 1995 or whatever. And that's how he ended up at Miami was he, you know, he pissed and moaned and then, you know, he decided to go there and then he ends up in Cleveland uh, and ran that thing into the ground. So, you know. All right. So real quick, uh, before you give our predictions for um, the ACC, cool little thing I saw in the scheduling quirk. I don't know. If the, I, it couldn't have been wrecked because this this was done well ahead of time. The U is in in on September seventeenth is going to be an amazing day of football. I mean, we've already talked about a couple of the games that could make the rest of the college football world unite and and sing a, a psalm. <laughs> um, but, but September 17th, the U is at Boone against App State. Right. That's unbelievable. That's, that's the U cool. rolls into Boone, North Carolina, and plays a football game. I, I'm stunned by that. And then they get a week off, and then they get the triple option. Well, uh, that, that's actually two. I mean, App State runs a little bit of the wing, the wing tee. Right. That, that, that'll that be but, an interesting, interesting watch. I mean, I know you, you will have their attention or, or App State will have their attention because of what they did to Tennessee, but um, just interesting that you got to go to Boone. I mean, not very many big schools do that. Well, and while we're here talking about the U, Florida and Miami are uh, working to have finalized the deal. They will open up the 2019 season uh, in Orlando. So... Uh, I think that'll be the first time they will have played since 2003 and 2004, if uh, memory serves. That's a series that got suspended after the 1987 season um, because the fans were just, it was extracurriculars in the stands. Uh, that was uh, Jimmy Johnson's team beat him 22 to nothing. And uh, Florida's leading rusher that day was a freshman kid from a Scambia high school named Emmett something i wonder what happened to that dude but anyway um <clears throat> some i don't know a couple yards <laughs> yeah maybe an mvp maybe three Super Bowls. i don't know uh I, I i'm gonna just go out on a limb and say whoever wins the florida state clemson game is gonna win the conference i like clemson <laughs> it's it's not to be funny way, man, way, but way to stretch yourself there but look at it like this. You and I have seen this. You, you, you get a little bit better. You get a little bit better. You get a little bit better. Then you get to the championship game, and you may not win. And then the only thing left to do is win. We, as we grew up, you saw that with the, the bad boys Pistons. You know, they got past the Celtics. They lost to the Lakers in 88. Then they went to. Uh, you saw that with the Bulls. They couldn't get past the Pistons. And then they got past the Pistons, and they won six out of eight. So, using that as the corollary, I think this this may be the time for Clemson. They've got everything plays out for them um, in a way that that you really they're real tough. The toughest game they have is at Tallahassee, and they know how to win there. So, I I think they're going to win the ACC, make the playoff, and then 
all bets are off at that point. But. All right, here's a scenario for you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I believe it's going to be the winner of the Florida State Clemson game that wins the ACC. But let's say the team who doesn't win that game mm-hmm. runs the table, doesn't play for a conference title, but if you're Florida State, you beat Ole Miss. If you're Clemson, um, you beat... Auburn? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... You, but you beat uh, you beat Louisville, you beat um, okay you beat Louisville, so Clemson better beat that win that game. But is there a scenario where you see a two ACC teams getting in the playoff? You know, uh, I I did my spot last week uh, on on Mike's Wallace's show, and he asked me that same question. I said a number of things would have to happen. Um, Notre Dame's gonna have to lose twice and be out of playoff contention. Well, that's going to happen on the 17th, uh, so we're fine. Whoever wins the Pac-12 is going to have to be a two-loss team. So, Because you already have a system with five power conferences and four spots. So I don't really – I think if the Big 12 champion and the Pac-12 champion both have multiple losses, I think absolutely it could happen. Um, just so long as Ohio State, Clemson – and if they're undefeated, Houston make the field. I don't give a damn who the fourth team is. It can be a one-loss Florida State team because then we look like geniuses. And um, I, I thought the, the idea of the committee wasn't the four best conference champions but the four best teams. And a lot of people did a lot of squawking last year about Stanford being left out. And uh, anybody knows, tell me who of quality Stanford beat last season. No, I agree. Um, I agree. I, I think so, if, that's the perfect scenario for expansion, too, to go to eight teams. If, well, if, you're committed to this for the next four or five seasons, and a lot of people – this, this came up on Mike and Mike on Monday and, and or on Tuesday, and it, they're in the exact same spot we were. And, and uh, Kennell even brought it up on Wednesday when he did his spot on their show. He was – you know, at some point it needs to be eight. I, I think – it's eight. Eight makes more sense because then all the Power Five conferences are represented. Correct. And then Automatic you get three. Champion. Then you yeah. get three at larges. Yep. And I think that's where the committee really would would do the most good. Who were the three best teams who didn't win their league? Like last year, you could have had. Um, I think that it would have come down to uh, Iowa, Ohio State, and Stanford. Yep. And and, and I think. I don't. I don't know that that Iowa would have made the cut. I think they would have taken Ohio State, and they would have taken Stanford, and um, and they would have been. Right. I don't really. And they would probably would have taken North Carolina because North Carolina made the most sense. I think. Um, and I would. And another thing, when they when they expand to eight teams, can we not waste bowl games as playoff games? Make make the lower seeded teams travel. You mean you, can, you mean they won't sell out the shoe in five minutes for a playoff game? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I know. All right, well, we're selling out of our uh, ad space here, so we're going to hit a break. He's Hav. I'm Lynch. You're listening to the Robin Mob Show, college football preview style 2016. Stick and stay. Think fast. In the short time it takes to listen to this message, a small flame can turn into a big fire. Several minutes more and thick, poisonous smoke may have filled your lungs and reduced your ability to respond. 
Give it five, and your entire home may be filled with flames. Keep breathing. We've got you. Don't let your world go up in smoke. Have working smoke alarms and keep children three feet away from anything that gets hot. Learn more at usfa.fema.gov, because fire is everyone's fight. Welcome back. It's the 2017, excuse me, 2016 College Football Preview Edition. Lynch and Hav on the Robin Mob Show, RobinMob.com. Um, check out, while you're doing your internet trolling for sports news and information, our dear friend Todd Jones doing uh, the Front Row blog at uh, Dispatch.com. Uh, check Long, that. For sure, for sure. Check that out. Uh, long time coming. He's had this idea for... Wow, better part of a decade, um, uh, you know, having worked with Todd at the D um, and just kept getting pushed back or, you know, no, we want you to cover this. or And then he spent some time on the investigative team. Um, th- this front row blog is basically everything that he wanted to do and has wanted to do for a long time. So check him out. Uh, just, you know, hit up the dispatch search for blogs front row um i'll be tweeting out uh, links to his stuff uh through the robin mob show feed so uh check it out it's a good read um you know and he's shoot. a good follow on twitter oh yeah follow him at todd jones yep he's uh, uh looking for ideas too you know don't don't hesitate to send him any ideas you got um he'll give you a shout out and blog about it okay as we turn to the Little stepchildren of the Power Five. Uh, the Pac-12, or I call them the teams that everyone forgets about. Um, Oregon's got quarterback problems. So is it Stanford's time? Yeah. I, of course it's it's Stanford's time. I, I think it's Stanford and everybody else in, in that league. Um USC is a brush fire uh, with no containment. We already talked about that. Um, Oregon was down to UC Davis, I believe. 7-0? UC Davis. Yeah, I said it. Um, Colorado, you know, despite giving T-Sun their first loss in a couple weeks. Um and they're not ready. Cal's going to lose at San Diego State this week. Um, Washington State lost again to an FCS school. Um, dude, they're horrible. What is happening at the Palouse, dude? There's a um, – Armin Katain wrote a great book called The Program about major college football, and they talked about – there's a chapter in, in that book about the hiring of Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. And uh, – the AD secretary gets a phone call from payroll and they're like, our payroll program won't allow us to cut checks based on what his salary is. And they had to redo, they had to buy a new payroll system just to cut Leach's checks. Wow. (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. They're terrible. Utah. I mean, they're, they're worth, you know, an upset win here or there at home. Um, Oregon State already went on the road and lost a mini ha-ha. Um, UCLA, like you said, you know, they're they're going to be – it's it, UCLA is the West Coast version 
of Tucson. They they get a lot of cred for their coach, and they don't have a lot of good players. And nobody talks about their players, and they, and they don't win any big games. So, you know, Stanford, we're looking at you. I mean, did you see what, you know, Rich Rod and, and you know, did against BYU? Bad. There are no good teams in the Pac-12. There aren't. Washington? Really? Rutgers? Really? <laughs> okay. Way to load up. Rutgers, Idaho, and Portland State. Way to, way to get ready for the season. Dude, you're halfway to bowl eligible with those three dubs. That's Great. All is that saying. what you're looking for? Is that, is that what Washington has reduced themselves to? We're looking to be bowl eligible? What happened to, Look, what happened to that crazy atmosphere in Seattle? They sacrificed it for luxury suites like everybody does. Dude, they um, used to have the most feared road game. I mean, no one wanted to go up there. Ohio State went out me. there and got whacked. Oh, yeah. Whew. <laughs> Bad. But pay, payback was at hand when they came to the shoe, though. Yes. That was a, that was a night game. I too. was there. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My brother got so wasted, threw up before the game. It was awesome. Well, they're selling beer at the shoe now. So. Yeah, how's that going? Well, I, I don't think – listen, I live here – you tell that legendary story about the 2006 Michigan game <laughs> when you parked the car at 6 in the morning and brothers already had the wheels burning and throwing football and in the dark mm-hmm. at 6 in the morning. This is a town that, that, that knows how to tailgate, knows how to, how to pregame. You don't need to keep drinking. That's, that's an incident waiting to happen. Yeah, so, well, we know there won't be, you know. So is that the same policy, night or day? Doesn't matter? I... Don't know. I, I I don't think did you you can't sell beer to night game there. I mean, think about what happened at the that that Michigan game. Think about what happened at the Texas game. I mean, we're talking about defecating in coolers. I mean, people right. had lost control of their bowels <laughs> because there was so much drinking. I mean, I don't think we need to have them be able to continue the downward spiral inside the stadium no and plus if listen if you if you have to have a meeting with mr brown at the shoe (laughs) you are in a bad place yes (laughs) that is all there's nothing good's going to come of that no just like nothing's going to good is going to come from the pac-12 other than stanford so I guess we can move on. Some, yeah, <laughs> we can, and and we will focus on the soon to be expanding uh, Big Twelve. Now, if you add Houston, who then becomes the twelfth team? Because I was talking about this with the uh, Midwest Coast EP, and I counted it wrong. Um, if you take Houston and I'll give you one. It makes a lot of sense. I would, here's what I would say. I'd say you take Houston, and then you also take uh, Tulsa. Then you move Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Tulsa and everybody else, uh, the Kansas schools, Iowa State, and uh, West Virginia to the Northern Division. And then you have an all-Texas 
Southern Division. So, so somebody here, from I like that. I mean, that's good. Here's my thinking. Because of the geography of the way you've done it now with West Virginia, you kind of need a natural rival for them, local to that area. So instead of Tulsa, you take Cincinnati, and you make them a rival of West Virginia, and then you still you you kind of you have inroads into the B1G area. You get Ohio. Uh, I know it's it's an argument that Cincinnati residents would would argue that oh well you know we're not Ohio well yeah okay whatever. Um, <laughs> but you take Cincinnati, um, and then you because if you take Tulsa, you're you're still geographic. I mean. Th- the footprint of these conferences is what they're looking at. They want to be able to expand into other markets for TV revenue. That's it, right? It's the same reason that we, that the B1G went to Rutgers uh, and went to um, Maryland. Um, It was to get the East Coast and the Northeast. So that's the only reason I think Cincinnati uh, gives West Virginia a travel rival uh, or a closer rival uh, geographically. And then... um, obviously H-Town, uh, which gives you another Texas team. Well, I, I think you really want West Virginia and or you want Cincinnati in because then you'd have Huggy Bear going back to UC during basketball oh, season. God. How good would you're that not, be? You're not getting that one past this guy. Oh, that would be um, so good. So we actually have to take a champion in this league. Um, is it time for I'm a man? <laughs> hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I, I kind of like, even though the Jackrabbits went into to Fort Worth and put put up a bunch of points <laughs> against uh, Frogs of War. Um, wow! <laughs> they, uh, you like that? You like no, that? no. <laughs> Gloss, glossary. Um, T-shirt, baby. T-shirt. Yeah. Um, they have a, a you know, um, sloppy seconds quarterback, but he's decent. You know, they're not going to have as much of a drop off as they would have had otherwise. Um, the the kid, the kill the, uh, from A and M, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Kenny Hill. I think he's their quarterback. So. He gets in. Their defense is going to be fine. There were tons of injuries littered across that defense last year. Patterson's going to have them rolling um, by the time Little Game and whoever else comes up. Um, you know, Baylor and their 73 scholarships. Um, Charlie Strong. I, wow. Do, do, we, do we hook them horns in the, in the Big 12? I might go Texas. I might go Texas. <sighs> I would not be mad at that. Uh, Either would I. I, I. They're a brand that needs to come back and be good again for college football's sake. I think maybe next year they're the they would be the media pick. They're going to be the unless, sheep pick unless Houston's in the league. <laughs> well, if Houston joins the league, it won't be for two years because uh, they don't have the booster base to to buy out that league contract that they're in now with the AAC. But uh, everybody's on on uh, the Frogs of War. <laughs> um, I, 
I don't know, man. I think it. I think it comes down to it's TCU, it's Baylor, and I still think it's still think OU. I, I think OU is should be anyway the class of that league um, until I'm a man proves that he can do something. Um, I would not be surprised if Oklahoma State were to win the league because it seems like all of their tough games, uh, they go to TCU, they go to OU, they got Texas coming in, they go to Baylor. So it kind of balances out in terms of, you know, who's go, who goes where and who's got what. But, you know, I've, I've, I've seen them get to number three or number two and, this... and – this league is terrible. Find a way to find a banana peel. This league is terrible. Rock Chalk. It's the defense option of the league. <laughs> Rock Chalk stormed the field against Rhode Island. Viva well, the, Mat- Viva the Matadors. It, you know, it's more worried about, you know, co-eds, you know, blasting up people on Twitter and, you know, checking in on, you know, who's got the leftover condoms from the Olympics. Oh. You got Wide Right and Natty Light up in Iowa at a, Iowa State. I mean, didn't they lose? Did they lose to Northern Iowa? They, yeah, they're not good. They're terrible. You got the Crimson and Cream Machine little game. You got Kansas State. I mean, bring on. You know, okay, whatever. The Smoking Musket in 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 in, in, in Morgantown. I mean. And, and then you got, you know, all kinds of litigation down in Waco. Oh, there it is. Litigation. Glossary. <laughs> I, I, by default, Charlie Strong wins this league. Wow. A year ahead of schedule. I'm, I'm, I'm on record right now. UT. Hey, I, uh, <laughs> I, okay, then. I think it's time to have some champagne. I think I, I, I think you're right. So <laughs> when we come back, we're going to give you predictions sure to go wrong. And Guaranteed. What we're we're bringing back the the famed D block, but we call it the champagne room. He's Rob Habner. I'm Jeremy Lynch. He's Jeremy it's Rob, Lynch. It's the Robin Mob Show. <laughs> Stick and stay. Getting silly. <laughs> Most tornadoes occur when many of us are at work or at school. If you hear a tornado warning, go to the basement or to an inside hallway at the lowest level you can safely reach. Get under a piece of sturdy furniture, such as a workbench or a heavy table or desk, and hold onto it tightly. If you are outdoors when you see a tornado or hear a tornado warning, get inside a building if at all possible. This is a public service message from FEMA. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to the Robin Mob Show. If you could hear our brakes, man. It is, oh. it is like riding a bike. You get back on and you know what to do. <laughs> He's Rob Abner. I'm Jeremy Lynch. We are in the champagne oh. room. <laughs> All things silly, including predictions sure to go wrong. All right, so what do we got? We got... Um. We got. You said you had you had questions for me. 
So I did. All right. So we'll we'll start with that before we get to predictions. Um, All right. And I kind of gave you my one of my favorite moments uh, from the first weekend in college football. And can I just say before I ask you this, or I will say, I I know I can say it. Um, we need more five day college football weekends. I mean, it is just a smorgasbord of deliciousness. I mean, yes, well, you, have to you look... had a bunch of good games on the slate this week. But right, that helps. It, it did, but I need five straight days of college football to get back in it. I mean, the drought is so long, and that was so good. Um, I, I just really enjoy that. Now, when your team is playing on Monday, like Labor Day, it does take a little while to get there. I remember last year. We, oh, yeah. It was like, my God, can we just play on Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they had the quick turnaround. They yes. played on Monday, they played on Saturday. Yes. So I, I, but, I look at it like this. Yeah, go ahead. If you're a football, a football junkie like or degenerate gambler, either way, potato, <laughs> potato. Both. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, okay, you've got, look at it like this. You've got NFL football on Sunday. And Monday, um, you get Tuesday and Wednesday off until you get action on Wednesday. Then you've always got the ESPN game on Thursday. You got high school and some college on Friday, and you got the full college experience on Saturday. So you really don't have to get through Tuesday and Wednesday, and you really only have to get through Tuesday once you get to the middle of October. True. This is this is true. Uh, so I'm just throwing that out there. All right. All right. Well, well played. Well played. I, I, but you know, Maction. I mean, uh, you got to you got to be Jonesing if you if you want the Maction to to fill the void. Weeknight Maction, bro. No, I agree. I agree. You're like, ooh, ooh. What is this? It's Toledo Akron. Right. Toledo Akron. Fantastic. I'll watch this. <laughs> glass bowl. Oh, I love the glass bowl. Um, cool. <laughs> the rubber band at the glass pole. <laughs> oh, oh God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Digressing. So, one of my favorite moments was Nebraska taking the field with 10 guys, no punter, taking the penalty. Right. Fresno State saying, we're good. Um,. Any other what, – what were some of the, your favorite moments from week one? Who was the kid uh, for Ohio State with the – tipped it with one hand, snagged it with Malik the left-hand Hoder. interception? That kid was great. That yeah. was great. I love to see an athletic uh, safety back there running around making plays. That was fantastic. And, if he, I mean, if that's just scratching the surface, you know. Even, How deep even, is that pool? Even, even Fickle <laughs> yeah. can't mess that up. Well, um – Matt Millen said that when they were talking to uh, to Urban, he said that that kid had a lot of Ed Reed in him, and that's an Ed Reed type of play. Oh, for so, sure. for sure. Um, I liked I liked Charlie Strong getting uh, carried off the field on Sunday night, and then of course Whataburger with that blast that I posted on Facebook. Hey Notre Dame, you can still get a win. Stop by Whataburger on the way out of town. Wow. <laughs> That was glorious. Um, I think um, 
it's always good. Nick Chubb to me was another one. A uh, guy had a really gruesome leg injury last year when they played at Nalen. Um, and who's, who's the cat from Pitt? <laughs> running back came back from cancer. Right, uh, B cancer. Uh, the Connor kid, James Connor. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, a lot of that was. That's always a good moment. So, good story there. Um, How about the fourth string quarterback uh, from Navy getting pulled out of the stands and saying, "You're in." Yeah, get out of your dress whites. Go down and put your uniform <laughs> on. He's his plebe year, man. He's not even supposed to be on the field. Yeah, that was that was uh, impressive. He actually led a couple of drives. That was that was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little game in Notre Dame going down. Um, solid. Um, good moments. Um, I, I kind of feel like if we had done the show last week, we would have had that though. I agree. Um. I'm really into Herman. Uh, what he did with what he had in 2014 and changing up on the fly and continuing to roll was very impressive. So I'm, I'm, I'm in. I mean, if he could do it at Ohio State with that, you know, Greg Ward is in good hands, and I think Houston's going to be fine, especially with some of the five. Who's that five-star they got on the defensive line? That boy good. The dude that turned that, down that Oklahoma yeah, to go there. Exactly. Um, yeah, that, that dude, that boy good. <laughs> exactly. Um, not, not good, good like, you know, looking good, but in the wrong colors, you know. Oh. Kind of like, like you. Oh, Rolling out during go. football season with the light blue and, and. Maze. <laughs> First of all, no, looking sharp. A, you it, were looking sharp. I'm not going it's to. It's a yellow silk printed <laughs> tie. We, my wife's 25th uh, college or college 25th high school reunion was this past weekend, and um, those of you who don't know our story, I met my wife in the sixth grade. Uh, we dated once in the sixth grade, once in the seventh grade, all through eighth grade. And we broke up in high school because we went to different high schools and we passed up our friendship. And so we went to her first wedding. And then uh, when she got divorced, we kind of, we started hanging out. And then 13 months ago, yesterday, we got married. So I, you know, I met a few of her friends from high school. And this was the first time that I was going to be thrown off the high dive. And uh, I decided as to you know, when in Rome, I, I gave them their school colors and Brookhaven is closed. I and I came up with exactly why you did it. I, just, I know why you you're just, <laughs> you're just having some fun, but I haven't seen any of my buddies from East high school, which was the high school that all the guys in my neighborhood went to. So I might still be getting my ass kicked for that, but <laughs> yeah, but so that's why I'm getting some heat because it was, and I even said on the reply on Facebook, it wasn't made and it's not dark blue. So, <laughs> I'm not going for that. You're not pinning that crime on me. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, that, was, that was quality. Congrats uh, to you and uh, the Buckeye Burnett, the, uh, the, Thank you. the 614 EP. Um, tell her I said hello, by the way. I will. She, says, she sends hers as well. Um, um, so. Lynch and, Lynch and uh, Martha and. Uh, their daughter McKenna were the first people we had dinner with after we got engaged. Yes, so they they took us out to dinner actually, and it was it was really nice. We had a blast. Polaris, oh Polaris Grill, that was great. Polaris Grill, baby. Great <laughs> Good yeah, job. Only could have been better if uh, you know we ended up, you know, you and me rolling out for a couple of 
couple of pops, but uh, roadies. Next time, that was not on. Next time, definitely. Um, All right, so let's get to some predictions. We have guaranteed to go wrong. Oh yeah. So you and I are agreement on ACC, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, we feel like well, we didn't actually pick one. We just had the winner of Florida State Clemson. Clemson. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, little we and little got, X. We have. I have Texas. Who'd you have? I. You going frogs? You know what? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, okay. You going? You going? Go, I'm a man. I, I think I'm going to go bedlam and go. I'm a man. Okay. Strong. So you've got you've got Texas. I'm going to take. Uh, it doesn't okay, matter who we have because we know the Big Twelve is not going to the playoff. So. <laughs> Right. Uh, we're both going to ride Stanford in the WAC 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both taking the, the champs in the SEC, right? Mm-hmm. Which? <laughs> yeah. We, we know who we got in the, in the, in the B1G, mm-hmm. right? That, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I guess the, the, uh, the better, better question is who is your final four? Well, if those are the champions, I like, and this is assuming the Dome doesn't win out. Okay. Clemson, Bama, Mm -hmm. Ohio State, Houston. Ooh, I like it. Uh, The first three, we are in agreement. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to err on the side of caution uh, and I'm going to take Stanford because I have a feeling that if they're a one-loss team they're not going to get bypassed two years in a row and I'm also going to attach the caveat that if Notre Dame fails to win out um, I think Houston would Houston needs a little more help than I think they realize that they need, but if they get in, if Louisville beats Florida State um, and plays Clemson tough, and then Houston beats them, I think Houston might have enough juice to get in. But I think there might be enough parity in the other leagues where you might not have any undefeated Power Fives. That would definitely help them. And then all of a sudden you have this undefeated team who I know it's this season and I know that they're judging on this season. But you think, I mean, as a committee member, you're going to go, well, they beat Florida State when they got in as a group of five automatic or, you know, highest ranked team last year. Then they go and they beat Oklahoma. Then they go and beat Louisville. They ran the table. Last year they had a loss to UConn. They won't have that same fate this year. If they lose, it's going to be to Louisville. And if didn't UConn beat them at home last did. year? They did. Yeah, it was awkward, weird. So I was kind of going out on a limb, but um, it's worth a shot. I would love to see Herb and Herman meet in one of the games. Ooh. I don't think Herb wants to I, see that. <laughs> I don't either, but I think uh, I think 
defensively based on some of the pieces that, that Herb's got, they have the advantage. It's kind of like, you know, in your fantasy football league, yes. it gives you who's got the advantage by position. Yes. I think de- defensively that's, that's the thing that puts Ohio State over the top in that matchup is I think they just have more dudes. <laughs> and I don't think, I'll take the guy. I don't think they would abandon the run like Oklahoma did. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with Stoops is they get panicky when they get behind and they tend to do that. And then, you know, they get run, they get lunched. So. Yep. Yep. All it's right. A, so it's a movie we've seen. So that means you would have Bama, Clemson, Stanford, Ohio state. So, rank those in order, or <coughs> one to four, and then so that'll tell us your semi or who's your semi matchup, and then who you got going to the championship. Uh, I've got Alabama and Stanford mm-hmm. as the one versus four, and then Clemson OSU as the other one. Tasty. And then I think. Um, uh, I think we have a national championship rematch, but I think the the winner switches this year. So okay, I you know, take Clemson over the tide. So I would have Bama Houston in a really cool matchup. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> and then um, I would have Clemson Ohio State. And then I would like to say Bama, a rematch of the, the semifinal game with a different winner. So Bama, Ohio State with Bama winning the title. Okay. That would not make you popular in the 1-4, but... I'm the only one. I'm the only guy who's. I haven't said that on uh, Mike's show yet. And I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> well, okay. You just picked him to lose in the semis. At least I had him in the title game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is last year's team got a little full of itself here in the one four. They were. Yes. We you love them for winning that title the way they did it, and they were they were almost like the 2002 team. They, they don't ever have to pay for anything here. But last year they were kind of insufferable. They were a lot full of themselves, especially coming off that preseason ranking where they got all the AP first place votes in the uh, preseason poll. And then uh, they couldn't pick a quarterback and slow down the offense. And uh, the biggest game of the year, we didn't find out for five months later that Zeke was in the hospital. And, yep. um, you know, given what we know now, they still should have won. They're playing against two guys who've never started a college game and, and you gave up your championship because you weren't smart enough to smash them in the face. So they got to live with that. I don't. So, Well, I, the only reason I picked that is, you know, we you got seven, eight, nine years straight of Alabama having the top recruiting class. You're not going to be able to say that soon, I think, Herb's got the number one classes for both 16, no, no, yeah, 16, 17, and then he's working on 18. So he's got a shot to dethrone. I'm not going to say that Bama's not going to make a charge late, but he's stockpiling quite a bit of talent. 
and I think that talent showed that it's pretty good um, against Bowling Green. I think you're going to see somebody else get into the top of the mountain in terms of we don't have down years, we just reload like Bama does. So I think that we're a year away from that coming to fruition uh, for Urban. Um, you know, he's had tons of success. He's, what, 50-4, and 50-something-4, and, and has a national title and um, one Big Ten title. Um, so, anyway, you know, it wasn't like I didn't want to pick Ohio State. It was just Bama's good. Yeah, they, those boys are good. Those Not boys good are terrible. good. Not good and terrible. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Don't forget. Uh, check out Todd's uh, front row blog. Uh, check out the Robin Mob show. Robin Mob show on RobinMob dot com. Buy a shirt. I'm gonna try um, to have us back up on iTunes now that we're recording at a Garage Band again. So look for us our podcast again on iTunes. Uh, I'll tweet something out and put it up on the website when we're good to go. Uh, and if you have the opportunity tomorrow morning, um, six, six thirty AM Pacific time, uh, on tune in, uh, WFPA AM, uh, 1400, I'll be doing the spot and, uh, I will plug us there tomorrow. Is that, uh, my um, weekly. available online or on iHeartRadio? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I got it on tune in, uh, because I had to listen to. Saban show uh, for my spot. That's part of my thing. Is I listened after listening to him, um, and he told a great story about uh, working for Belichick tonight that I'm going to reference tomorrow when I do my spot. So awesome! And that's WFPA fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Fourteen hundred. Awesome. We'll check it out. Six thirty. Be there. Be square. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of six thirty, I got to be up at six thirty. That's yeah. Eastern. Exactly. So. It, Late for you. You get to bed. He's Rob Havner. He's Jeremy Lynch. It's the Robin Mob Show. Be good. Peace.